I'm sure you've got your New Year's resolutions, but before you start pursuing those, you need to hear this. Welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I am not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. I know we have resolutions. I know we have things that we want to pursue in the year 2024, but before we try to build something else in our life, we have to make sure that we're stable. We have to make sure that we have a foundation. So I want to talk to you about ensuring you have your identity figured out. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. Well, first off, Happy New Year. I know you're looking forward to the new year. It's a time that we all look forward to. We feel like we get a fresh start, even though we really don't in some cases, in some senses, but it feels that way. So we're going to run with that feeling. And what we always do is we make a list of improvements that we want to make. We set our resolutions. We want to go to the gym. We want to start waking up earlier. We want to start that business we've been thinking about. We want to be nicer to people. We want to do X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C, one, two, and three. We have a list that we draft up of everything that we want to achieve. Now, I think sometimes we don't achieve those things for the reason that I want to talk to you about today, but I'm not going to go down that path. What I want to talk to you about today is before you really start to pursue all of these upgrades that you want for yourself, I want to make sure that you actually know who you are. You can't add anything to yourself if you don't know what yourself actually is. I want to talk to you about your identity. I think we struggle with our identity way more than we realize. We struggle with it, and until we get to a place where we actually confront it, and we actually talk about it, we pray about it, and we deal with it, we just continue on trying to improve upon ourselves, even though we don't have a grasp on who we are. So I want to talk to you about your identity by talking about my identity. I identify as a Christian. So here's the thing about how you identify. There's a path that leads to your identity. Your identity is predicated on the things that you value. Now, I'm not talking about biological identity. I'm not talking about that stuff. That stuff is set in stone. It's who you are. That's not what I mean. I mean who you claim to be. I mean, who you aspire to be in life. Your identity in that sense, it is predicated on the things that you value. I value Jesus Christ. I value his teachings. I value his guidance. And so, since I have value on that, what should follow is making time to practice the things that tie back into that value. This is what James talks about in his letter. He says, you will know my faith. You'll know what I believe. You'll know what I value and uphold in my life 
by the things that I do. You can look at my actions, you can look at my works, and you'll know what I value. You'll know what I believe. So because I value Jesus Christ and his teachings, I aspire to do things that represent that value. And that value gives me the identity that I claim as a Christian. Identity is predicated on value, value predicated on the things that you do. So here's where I'm going with this. If you claim to be a Christian, like I do, and you claim to value Jesus Christ and his teachings, but you never make time to do the things that Jesus instructed us to do. Do you really value Jesus and his teachings? And can you really claim the identity of a Christian? Now, this is not an attempt for me to proselytize you to any denomination or any particular faith. It's not what I'm trying to do. This is an example that I can talk about because I claim to be a Christian. Now, I can look at my life, and I have done this, and I'll talk about this at the end. I can look at my life, and I can honestly confess to you that I don't read my Bible as much as I should, that I don't always pray as much as I should. Now, I definitely pray more than I read my Bible, but I can look at the things that I do. I can look at myself and be honest with myself and evaluate what is it that I actually make time to do. Do I make more time to scroll through social media? Do I make more time to keep up on all of the sports that I enjoy? Do I make more time to read books that I actually want to read? Do I make more time to go out and compete in a sport that I actually enjoy playing? What do I do with my time? We have to think about that. Because what you do with your time will tell you what you actually value. So in my case, now I don't go out and play basketball. I have not played basketball. I have not played organized basketball. Honestly, I think since I was engaged to my wife. So we're talking over a decade at this point. I don't go and do that. But let's say that I did. Let's say that I claim to be a Christian. But. Six days a week, I'm playing basketball. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not really praying. But six days a week, I'm playing basketball. Now, I might not be professional, but my identity, I'm probably more of a hooper than I am of a Christian because I'm not doing anything. That feeds back into this identity of being a Christian. Now, I'm not trying to get... Theological. I'm not trying to get into the, you know, what does it mean to actually be saved? I'm not not going down the path. I just want you to actually think. I mean, okay, so this is often used with husband and wife relationships, with marriage. For example, you often hear little jokes about, well, I told her that I loved her on her wedding day, and I'll I'll let her know if that ever changes. And so the husband never tells his wife that he loves her ever again. 
Same thing with an identity. I identify as a husband because I value my wife. For me, it's much more than just, well, we have a legal document that's a marriage license, and so the state recognizes it, and because they do, therefore it is. As Christians, we ought to view marriage in a little bit of a different light. It ought to be, I value this woman. I value who she is. I value my relationship with her. I value her position in my life as my wife. And because I value that, I get to be, I get to claim the identity of I'm her husband. I'm a husband because of her. So because I claim to be a husband, because I claim to value my wife, it would only make sense that I make time for my wife, that I make time to do things for her and to do things with her. Now, if you're not spending time with your wife, if you'd rather go play basketball, since that's the example I gave for the Christian identity, if you'd rather go and play basketball instead of go on a date, what's your real identity? It would appear that you're more of a hooper than you are of a husband. I identify to be a Christian father. I claim to value the Christian faith and the teaching of the Christian faith, the spreading and the witnessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if I'm not making time to read my kids' Bible stories, to tell my kids' Bible stories, to have conversations with my seven, five, and three-year-old about Jesus, if I'm not making time to take them to church because I want to watch a football game, am I really... Am I really able to claim that identity as a Christian father? Or am I more of a couch potato because I'd rather make sure that I'm home to eat and sit on the couch and watch a game? We have to understand who we are before we try to build on that. This is a basic building understanding that people who don't even work in construction know about. If you do not have an established and strong foundation, what follows is destined to fall. It is doomed to crumble because if the foundation will shift, things in the house will begin to crack. That's always your, your telltale sign. You look above your windows, you look above your doors, and if you start to see a crack, you know your house is shifting you know that the foundation is starting to move. You know that the foundation needs to be reinforced. It needs to be worked on so that the house doesn't become a mess. If you don't have this foundational understanding of your identity figured out, all of the work that you're trying to accomplish with your New Year's resolutions, is, it's likely going to be in vain. Because you've got to spend time on who you are. You actually have to understand that. You can't say that, well, I'm claiming to be this, but when no one else is around, I'm living this way. That's not stable. In fact, that is unstable. And that's exactly what James also writes about 
in his letter. I don't think it's a mistake that his expression of faith being demonstrated by his works is paired with being double-minded. Here's a good word for you to use, duplicitous. I might use that a few times. It's a fun word. means the same thing. means that you are double-minded. means that you claim to be this, but you do this instead. Or it claims that, you know, I'm speaking this, but deep down I really believe this. This is what James says. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The context is like, I can't I can't speak that God's going to do this. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, there's no way God's going to do this. This, this is just not possible, but I'm doing this for the sake of appearances. It doesn't work. You cannot be duplicitous. You cannot be double-minded. You cannot claim an identity and then do all of these other things that point to a different identity and then say, well, I'm going to strive and do this and strive to be this. I know we live in a culture and a generation where everybody wants more. They want better. They want to keep up with the Joneses. We just want to grow and expand our lives. If you're going to do that, you have to actually nail down what your life is, who you are. You've got to start at the foundation. Now, I don't want to discourage you from not pursuing all the resolutions that you've drafted for yourself. But what I want you to do is, before you really start to pursue those, take a look in the mirror. Think about where you commit your time. Think about who you verbally claim to be, and then make sure that those things actually connect. Because what you do, what you make time for, that tells us what you actually value. And what you actually value gives you your identity. So if you're claiming to be a Christian, you never go to church, you never read your Bible, you never pray, you never do things that Christians do, you don't like other people, you do all the opposite stuff, but you claim to be a Christian. Well, you don't really value the Christian faith, so can you really claim that identity? If you claim to be a husband, but you do things that husbands shouldn't do. You find pleasure in areas you shouldn't find pleasure. You take all the time that could be dedicated to your wife, to dates, to fun, and you turn it into selfish fun and me time and basketball and whatever else it, it is that you like to do so much. You claim to be a father, but you don't ever take your kids to the park, to the playground. You don't ever tuck them in at night. You're rarely there at the table. You don't prioritize making their events. I don't want to settle for, well, by default, I get to be this, so I'm going to go do some other things. I'm not going to settle for this. Well, God's grace is so big and so great that you know, he saved me. I don't have anything to do with it. Can't have anything to do with it. So I'm just not going to have anything to do with it at all. That's a mistake. That's theologically flawed, but I'm not going to settle for that mentality. I'm not going to settle for, well, the state has this piece of paper and they recognize me and my wife to be together. So I'm going to just let our marriage hinge on that. I can't do that. I'm not going to settle for, well, me and my wife, who the state recognizes to be my wife, we had kids. So by default, 
they're recognized as my kids that by default qualifies me to be a dad. I get to carry that title even if I don't put in any of the work. So I'm going to do other things because I've already got that figured out. I'm not okay with that. And I don't think you need to be okay with that either. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at where you commit your time. And I want you to look at that. And then I want you to ask yourself, well, what does that point to as a value? What value does that point to? Does that point to a value of an identity that I claim? And if not, figure out who you actually are. Here's what this will do. I did this somewhat recently, and it was a remarkable experience. I won't tell you about all of it, but I'll tell you about this. I was praying, and I would recommend doing this in prayer. But I was praying, and I know God knows all this stuff about me. The psalmist prays like, you know, God, show me the thoughts and the intents of my heart. You know, let me know if there's anything inside of me that, that doesn't actually glorify you. God knows all that stuff. But just because God knows all that stuff doesn't mean that we need to stay ignorant about those things. So what I started to do when I was praying is I started to really evaluate what I was doing with my time. And I told God, I claim to be in a relationship with you, but I'm not, I'm not in your word as much as I should be. And for me, I really personalized that. I was involved in a thing called Bible quizzing. Over the span of 10 years, I probably memorized at least 4,000 scriptures. And the dedication that I had then far outweighs the dedication to the Bible that I have today. I love the Bible. I love talking about the Bible. But as far as reading and studying how I used to, I'm not there. And I told God, I'm not there. I don't, I don't give it the time that I know I should. Even with prayer, I talked about that. I talked about what I was doing. I talked about what I enjoyed most. I talked about my selfishness. And I really just did an inward look at who I was and what I was doing with my time. And I expressed all of it to God. And here's what it did for me. I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I've done this, but it was eye-opening and it really, really helped with direction on what I need to be doing, how I need to correct the course, how I need to strengthen up the foundation of my identity. Going down that path, of self-evaluation and prayer and confessing, this is what I actually do with my time. And this doesn't point to an identity that I claim to bear. That led me to a place of repentance. That led me to a place of realizing that I've been a bit duplicitous, that I have claimed to be this, but I have not lived a life that actually illuminates that identity. The life that I have lived has shown me to be someone else that I've not claimed to be. So I have claimed one identity, but I have lived out another. And it led me to a place of repentance. And that, that was impactful. I won't tell you everything that happened but it was miraculous. Now, I don't know what happens with you when you do this, 
but this is what I want you to take from this. Let me summarize it. Let me get to the point. Before you try to pursue all of your resolutions, before you try to reach for other things that you want to be, you first need to figure out who you are. And you can do that by looking at the things you spend time on. Are you more prone to pick up your phone and scroll through social media? Or are you more prone to pick up your Bible and read the good book? Are you more prone to listen to the radio when you're in the car by yourself to catch up on all the sports and everything that's happening? Or are you more prone to turn everything off and just have a conversation with God for the few minutes that you're on the road? Are you more prone to sit back, relax, and watch a movie or sit down, lock in, and focus on a venture that you actually want to pursue? Think about what you're doing with your time. Because where you commit your time, where you make time to do things, is an indicator of what you actually value in this life. And what you actually value in this life is an indicator of your identity. Evaluate yourself. Look at where you're committing your time. Hopefully everything's great. But if you're like me, you'll get to a place where you realize, I've not been faithful to the identities that I've claimed to be. I claim to be a Christian. I claim to be a husband. I claim to be a father. I claim to do these things. I claim to care about people. I claim to love teaching people. But are the things that I do with my time indicative of those values and therefore indicative of those identities? Evaluate yourself. Pin down your identity. Probably repent. You're probably going to need to do that. But once you do that, solidify it, course correct, make the changes that you need to make. And once you've got that solid or pretty close to that, then pull out those resolutions that you've set for this year and then start chipping away at those. But if you try to build without a firm foundation, all of that will be in vain and it will all fall. And you don't want that. I don't want that. So let's Let's be intentional about our identity. Let's be mindful of where we're committing our time and what we're making time for ourselves to be able to do because those actions expose what we value and what we value exposes who we are. If you want to be a Christian husband, a Christian father, if you want to be a disciple, where you commit your time will show that you are those things, that that identity you claim is true. So do a self-evaluation. Figure out who you are and then work on all the improvements. But let's get that done. Let's do it together in 2024. And if you need help, if you need someone to talk to, if you need guidance, if you want to just learn more about me and my story or you want someone to talk to, you can send me an email, fatheringourfuture at gmail.com. Connect to Fathering Our Future on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You can subscribe to the website, fatheringourfuture.com. Connect with me, and I'm happy to help however I can. I'm on your side. I'm here with you. I know the mission of fatherhood is not always easy. It's 
Easier said than done. But I'm here to help. So you let me know if you need. Thank you so much for being with me. This is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you will join me next time. Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.